From open layers to closed coliseums, we have stadium drama coast to coast this week on the Indie Bar Report Podcast. All right, back again, episode 252, first one of 2024. So that tells you we survived the New Year holiday. Sure. <laughs> I mean, that's reassuring. And, you know, in the literal sense, yeah, we did. Like, you know, in deeper ways, we were dead long ago. <laughs> okay, so we're going for the most philosophical independent league baseball show. <laughs> we cover any ball. Of course, we'd be oh, philosophical. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Teaser. Uh, yeah. So we have some drama this week, haven't we? Yeah, man. It was an exciting week. Not not a lot of stories, but like some good talking points. So I'm excited. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, there's actually like some weighty content. Obviously, the further we get into the show, I feel like the sadder it's going to get. But hey, that's a problem for like an hour from now. So we'll address that boat when we get there. But until then, I guess we should kick it off in uh, the city by the bay, Oakland. The only possible city by the bay. I'm excited for this one because there have been a lot of thoughts. There's been a lot of press on it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a a whole lot of thoughts on this. So, I think uh, people are probably looking to hear about it too. I think there's a good bit of people who are going to be like, oh, we don't have to hear too much banter before this starts. Good news. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, finally, just get around to it. So, by the way, how was your weekend? Was it good? (laughs) Yes, it was good. Thank you very much, Nick. Can we go into great detail about this? Make people wait longer? No. Suppose we'll get to Oakland. Let's do it, man. Oh, okay. So the Oakland A's have blocked the Oakland B's from using the Oakland C. I'll see you. I hate that. Okay. Happy when you're happy. Uh, uh, no notes. Right. It was well delivered. It was well done. So the A's have blocked the, the ballers from using the Coliseum. The ballers paid a down payment to the Coliseum Authority, which runs the Coliseum, but it's actually the Authorities ran by another party, a complicated thing. It's just easier to go off the authority. Instead, uh, for a June 29th stadium rental, it was going to be against the Northern Colorado Owls with a Z. Owls with a Z. Very important. How you know it's fun and cool. Exactly. That's how you know this was a brand that was started around the year 1995. It's not not one of those regular boring owls. It's one of those owls that you'll warn you about. Yeah. There is a clause in the A's lease with the Coliseum that allows them to block the move. They exercise that power. As we mentioned, the B's were going to be playing the Owls with a Z, and uh, supposedly they were going to be giving out free tickets to youth players in the uh, area. Playing seats. Yep. So they're trying to find uh, other alternatives. They had a promo video ready to go. They released the promo video, which I thought was very well made. I thought I've definitely played mm-hmm. into it. But um, yeah, Cliff Notes, if you weren't following along in all the chaos there, the Coliseum, which is ran by the Coliseum Authority, was going to rent a June 29th date to the Oakland Ballers. The A's have the ability as a primary tent to block the move. They exercise that option. That's pretty much all there is to it. And now the ballers are trying to find a another venue that can host them. Thoughts? Do you think they genuinely thought this was going to happen? As I mentioned to someone last night, I think what happened was they said, 
let's go for it because either way, it's a win-win for us. Right. Because it's one of those situations where, and we've been very cautious about it thus far, is building that brand off of we're not the A's. That's been Mm -hmm. a concern that we both had and something that we're like, they got to be careful about this. And this kind of helps play into the, we're here for you, Oakland. They're not here for you. They're abandoning you. We're still here. Let's bring back all those fun childhood memories you had with your dad and your grandpa by getting together for Oakland's team at Oakland's arena to cheer on the team that's going to be here for years to come. You know, they're playing that up. And like, I don't hate them for that. I think it's a really smart move because realistically, either the A's block you and you get more headlines about it, you get more free press about it, and you build up more, you know, affection in the community as a result, if not directly, tangentially. Or they don't block it. You have a game at the Coliseum. I can't imagine the stadium rental fees that high on it. I mean, it's not going to be cheap, but it's not going to be crazy expensive for a building that's seemingly falling apart. It has nothing else going on that date. And it sounds like the perfect thing to build in. Because remember, when we were talking to Tyler, he said he got the input from the uh, one Oakland A's fan group there as part of it. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure it's like, hey, we're going to have this date. If you guys want to do a whole like, reverse boycott kind of thing where like you go ahead you show up and pack the coliseum again for a non-a's game that you're like hey we care about baseball just not these guys that have basically flipped us the bird for the last five years <laughs> you know i'm sure they could go ahead and pull out you know five six seven eight thousand maybe even touch five figures and if that's the case then hey if you just fill the lower bowl in the coliseum the luck is tremendous the amount of headlines you're going to get from that now, granted, I feel like most of the mainstream headlines and most of the internet discourse is probably going to be like, huh, let's dunk on the A's like this Pioneer League team outdrew them. But even still, free press gets you in there, mm-hmm. gets more people to show up here. Now you create the problem of if you have too many people to fit in Laney College's ballpark, then what do you do about that? But that's a good problem to have, and you'd rather have those than bad problems. So it definitely feels like they saw this as like, even if it goes south, it's not bad. Like the only way it went, it could have possibly went bad is if it wouldn't have been blocked and June 29th comes around and there's only like 500 people. That's the only right. way it could have possibly gone bad. So it feels like a win win. So to answer the question, kind of legit. I think they were kind of legit thinking they may get it, but I don't think they had any expectation one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would only call it. I mean, I don't think if you ask them to bet on whether or not it would happen, I don't think they would have bet on saying it would happen. I, I and and I don't mean to say because I I, I I did tweet something to the effect like I don't think they ever expected to get this approved. Uh, and I and when I say that, I want to be clear: if they did get approved, they, I think they would have gone forward with it. You oh know? yeah. I, I it, there's situations where somebody puts something through, like try something just to see, and then when it gets approved, like uh, and then they don't follow through. Um, yeah. This is not that. I don't think it, this isn't a secret process. How to yeah. use the uh, this is how to use a, a public venue that has a lease yeah. on it. There, there's a process. It's I haven't looked. It's probably public. Um, so yeah, I, I don't. The A's were never going to let the the other team go in there. I don't think that's ridiculous, especially with how petty the organization is, unless somehow the kickback was pretty good for them monetarily because we know how they feel about money. Um, 
I do think it's also, you know, it might not be, it's easy to say it's a petty thing from the A's. It might not be if we're trying to be real beneficial on it. I mean, the reason they have that approval is essentially for usage and also like securing of the field. Um, yeah, about you, booking the yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, it took me less than a minute to find that. Now, yeah, granted, I so, think that's the former Oracle Arena, but it's right on the same thing. You have the Oakland, the Alameda County Coliseum right there too, which apparently Zach Bryan's going to be playing there. Fascinating choice. Yeah, it um, may. so get your tickets. Double check that date was June twenty nine. Yep, June twenty nine. Yeah, I mean, they don't have a game for about a week, so that does kind of take that away. Because if they were, like, if it was a Thursday and then they were going to play on a Friday the next day, like, Oklahoma's back in town, like, that's, a, I could see it. But yeah. I also could see limiting events a little bit in the Coliseum, but it's, like, not like they hadn't been playing NFL games on the damn field, too. So, whatever. Point is, um, all that to say, it's, I think I've expressed my concerns about the strategy of just building a brand identity around anti the A's and the ownership of the A's and playing into that. I think it's a dangerous thing. It's a good tension grabber. That said, I think this is a pretty good move. I think this whole play was great. Massive traction on the tweet. They're following, they're close to 700,000 views on one tweet. Last time a Pioneer League team had 700,000 views on a tweet. Let's think about it, you know? Yeah. Um, so that I think is fantastic it's keeping people in the conversation it's keeping the a's on the back foot on this thing which is incredible if you get an mlb team on their back foot on anything the other <laughs> i don't know if this is the angle but in my head it, it, it kind of started put it in my head a little bit so i'm sure i'm not the only one too yeah is there's going to be just realistically i think there's going to be some underwhelming moments this year for fans of the ballers it yeah. is going from watching mlb to the team kind of moving into their place which is a Pioneer League team. It's just, it's hard to compare. And I do think it kind of smooths some edges on like if the game presentation's a little bit like not not perfect or not exactly the way everybody wants it, you know, at moments. It, if in the back of your head, it's like, well, it could be something completely different, but the A's won't, you're trying to keep the boot on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, if you can I keep the honeymoon phase up, then it, it helps all out a lot there. And the best way to keep the honeymoon phase mm -hmm. up is just like, Remember, they're making you do this. They're making it happen. And I'm going to be, here's what I will go ahead and say. My concerns that I've now noted multiple times about the vibe of basing your whole identity around anti-A's and us against them. Sure. Mm -hmm. However, I think I'm probably going to continue to give it a free pass on most things until until the A's leave, honestly, because you only have this opportunity. If, if the A's have left town and they're still trying to spin this up and like turn this up and say, make it about more the A's leaving than it is about them staying, I would, I'm going to be like, you guys need to actually get a marketing plan that isn't based entirely on another organization's bad decision-making. But I would say right now it's good, and it helps that the vice was this the vice mayor jumped on it too, pointing out that mm. what was her quote, Rebecca Kaplan? She said, uh, "When new, boop, 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 our leadership team who run the Oakland Coliseum and Arena have been working hard to increase bookings and revenue, and have been successful in this effort. Oakland Arena Coliseum record best fiscal year uh, ever after sold out shows, with a link to an article." 
By bringing in more events and revenue, we are helping to serve and protect the public and are able to restore funding for vital public needs, fixing 911 dispatch. Uh, then followed up retweeting onto this, the baller's initial tweet, and saying, when new bookings are impeded, this reduces jobs for local residents and reduces revenue for needed public services. All of Oakland and Alameda County are harmed by cutting events and revenue at the Coliseum. It is more than anything, I think it's massive how on board the city government seems to be with this. Do I think it is enti- is because this is a good way for them to save face by supporting a much more reasonably priced baseball endeavor for the city yeah. while also making someone else the bad guys? Like that's a huge win if you're a city and because the local Oakland community, yeah, they're mad at the A's, they're not happy with the government either. If the yeah. government continues to hop on, it's a smart move for the government to be like, no, they're the bad guys. We love this baseball team. We'll do anything for them, and knowing that how much more could they ever cost? Oh, yeah. Especially Oakland. because when you figure but, this Oakland government also cost them the Warriors that moved to San Francisco, which mm-hmm. isn't that bad because, you know, it's still right there, but still it's not the same. You well, lost the Raiders, but I mean, the Raiders are always balanced between Oakland, LA, now Vegas. They're never really, you know, Al Davis has moved his team plenty. So it's whatever. Now, you know, Mark Davis, but same point. The A's are a bit different where, yeah, they start in Philly for a while, a brief layover in Kansas City, but they've largely been an Oakland team. They're Oakland's team. So to lose that, you know, I think you're onto something there, especially when you can be like, look, it's not us. It's the fact that, you know, it's this rich dude that just doesn't want to play ball. We made a couple of good offers and he just doesn't want to accept them. He just doesn't want to be here. But these guys do, so all aboard that train. Yes. I So with reservations and some hesitancy, I will say I think it was a great move. My last thing that I'll say is Paul Friedman still makes me a little stressed. Yeah. I'm not going to go too far in, but boy, does the vibe feel not good. And I would just be very cautious on that if I was an Oakland Ballers fan. And I'm not surprised, considering the background in online education, that he's good at needling the establishment. However, his personal success on the side of online education does not always speak to the greater benefit for the community outside of the things that are spotlighted on marketing, promotion, materials. And that's what I'll say on that for now on the Paul Friedman thing, who is one of the owners of the Oakland Ballers. Yeah, I the only thing I will say, I guess there's something I would do want to comment on, but I'll leave the Friedman thing for now because I think I agree with you on that. Where mm-hmm. you know, already online education uh, that is not sponsored by a more established uh, university is, I think, safe to say, uh, got a poor reputation. Mm-hmm. That's a fair assumption to make, including so, R2. That you know, whatever. Yeah. Another conversation for another day, but this, yep, is, yep. this is a positive Oakland Ballers conversation right now. Yep. I, the thing I which brings me back to the, the marketing angle of making this about a team that isn't your own team, the whole point of like, we're not the A's. The thing I will say about that is I, there's two real ways of looking at it. You can say like, okay, well, you could do the we're not the A's thing until they leave and then maybe even a year afterwards. So that way you can capitalize on that they're actually gone. Because it's a little bit different when it's like, they're, we're going to leave, we're going to leave, we're going to leave, we're going to leave, we're going to leave. When they're actually gone, when reality actually happens, it's a little bit different. And there's a little bit more scoring. So I think get away with it there. The only other counter I'd have to that, which is the other way of looking at it, to say, are you better doing that now to get the attention, get the headlines, get the publicity? 
Or are you better off establishing yourself as something different as though like we don't even care about them? It's just we're our own thing. We are us. We are not them. And we're going to show you we're not them by the way we go about doing things. Like I get the whole no. thing. It definitely adds on there. But is it like, okay, we'll needle them a little bit in the beginning and then we're just going to go off of our own thing and drop this? Or is it going to become the, this is successful, so we're going to keep doing this crutch? That's the one counter I'd have. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say this can be used to show that you are different and mm. it is an ob it is a hard choice to criticize when you know an indie ball team can do whatever they want and probably not get coverage however if you can drag the oakland nays into it especially as the villain you're going to get blown up to seven hundred thousand views on a tweet sure. so it is smart sure. yeah how i see what you're saying and, and i yeah. i do agree to a point but as long as it is being used and i do think this is maybe where that line is again it is being used to show this is them now this is us like look at them look at us as long as it's look at them look at us i think it's okay as long as it's not just look at them uh, one could point to our political system as an example where it used to be look at them but now look what we're doing now it's just look at them vote for us because we're not them that's my hot take politically but i do think that is a, a good maybe something to look at if you're around the oakland ballers organization and you want to see if they're starting to lean too far over the edge i think right now they're doing well though mm. you know it's interesting well, too go for that's it. a complete distraction i went back to the link because i sent another one in the in the chat there for the actual coliseum so you mm -hmm. could fill out the whole thing they want estimated attendance i want to know what they put down as estimated attendance mm -hmm. was it ten thousand and they had to put a budget in too Dude, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at the fact that that Oakland Ballers, the tweet that announces had 115 comments on it. If y'all want to see something crazy, go look at any indie leagues likes and comment numbers and then go look at Oakland Ballers on just a regular post. Not even this one, but I mean, this one's pretty crazy. What do you but think would be, the, what would be a good example of one that gets fairly good traction despite not doing anything major, like a decent established brand? Uh, like a team? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Long Island. Okay, good. So are, would Long Island or would Missoula be decent or are they not big enough, would you say? Long Island's average uh, post is getting 50-ish, maybe 50 to call 50 to 100 likes. This is not shading Long Island. This yeah. is not what that is. Uh, you'll know. Long Island, I'll call on you if I'm shading you. Um, it usually doesn't get it. any comments. It usually doesn't get any comments. But it, some do if it's like trying to get comments out of them, to be fair. But for the most part, it's getting, if any, a handful of comments. And then the Oakland Ballers, for the sake of comparison, are getting, I mean, their Happy New Year post had almost 600 likes, and that's something special on 15 comments. 400 likes and 20-something comments on just a player signing. I mean, they're sitting around 300 likes per post plus a dozen-plus comments. I mean, it, it's crazy the traction they have, so hopefully it works out. It'll be an interesting model if this does work out. Yeah, like um, looking at the Powderheads announcement from Missoula, I mean, that only got uh, yeah, got just under 20,000 impressions, only six comments, mm -hmm. 18 retweets, and 64 likes. Did they? I was wondering if 
Lancaster. I don't remember when Lancaster is doing their announcement. That's a different conversation. Uh, the only thing, though, I did say, and this, okay, last warning on Oakland, I would say the, the things to be careful of in this situation. I commented it, and you liked it, and I don't remember which it was even on. I don't even remember which platform it was, but it was like maybe a press conference or some sort of quote, and it was, I was like, oh, laying it on a little heavy, huh? Like, it was, it was like, yeah. one of those moments you go, eh, all right, like we you can't be that transparent about it like we get it now you're just trying to milk it like let's chill a little bit huh like and i don't think that plays well people in the the local community knows what's genuine and what's not and they know when there's a work going on and if it's a work tread lightly because people don't like to feel like they're being played they've the oakland fan base had enough of getting played and it feels like if you really like kind of burn them this time it's done i don't really have anything else on this one Anyway, so we got all our thoughts in on uh, on Oakland. I'll be interested to see how it plays out. And uh, except, I would be remiss to not give one shout out to an unexpected place, the Pecos League, who I had on a okay. good source that they were putting in the work last year to try to do their All Star game at uh, the Coliseum. Either I don't know if it was for last year or not, but love that, love that wild vibe from the Pecos. Okay, chaos. Do we actually think they're going to try and host a game in like an actual MLB stadium? Or is they're just going to be like, nah, we're good. We're done. We just wanted to try for the Coliseum. That's it. Yeah, I think it was for the Coliseum, I think. Okay, so they're not going to be like was, calling up the Giants on Oracle Park or anything like that. I legitimately think this is when there was a thought that the ballpark might be available this year. And they're, I, dude, why would the Pecos not put a feeler out there? They love expanding to markets. Oh, I didn't mean the Pecos. I meant, uh, I meant, I meant, oh. I meant trying to find another venue. But yeah, no, the Pecos is cool too, I guess. Just go to San Francisco, and stir it up, baby. Just like, yeah, we did all this Oakland branding, but I have this major league game in San Francisco. I mean, hey, it will if even the Giants back you and the A's won't. That really says something. If the Giants want to take an opportunity to bury the A's a bit, they can do it. But those owners stick together. That's the same conversation. Continuing. Yeah, so I'm just curious to see if they'll find another venue to go to. Because, like, I don't think there's too many other options there to go from, but... Speaking of finding another venue... Yeah. Oh, yes, that's a great transition. Into the Jackals, who, uh... They have a nice, open-faced letter that they sent out the other day. And uh, we're going to talk about that here, because they have heard the complaints. They listened to the show, clearly, because a lot of these complaints that they addressed were things that we bitched about, too. So, like uh, some even a week before. I know, really. So it's almost like they're like, okay, we're listening to the show. We're taking down notes. Just taking down notes. Mm -hmm. See, that's why we didn't get we're any Jackal questions in the Q and A. We're someone's thirteenth reason, anyway. Oh my god. <sighs> and where were we? Um, oh yeah, we were, okay. talking about, we were talking about. I guess we were kind of talking about dying. We were talking about the Jackals and Patterson. So fair enough. Where do you want to begin here? Because I have thoughts on basically every bullet point in this thing. So do you want to start talking about yeah, this I, thing? And I I break it down? Go through the, yeah, I'll go through the, the bullet points here that were listed, and then uh, we'll go through them all. I guess we'll stop at each one, one at a point. We'll discuss, and then we'll move to the next bullet point. That seems so, like and to be clear, this was an open letter from the GM to yeah. John Hunt, fans. who was just hired, by the way. Yeah, which is a choice for him to do here's my okay first off the bat i'm gonna say in front of all of this this doesn't feel like a john hunt letter does it i don't know john hunt but it feels familiar to someone else in that front office 
It does a little bit, doesn't it? John, is this your work, John? Two blinks. John, that's you okay? You. Blink twice. <laughs> nice. That was exactly it. Uh, let's get this interesting. Yeah. So John Hunt, new GM, hired in uh, October. And keep in mind, at the time we were like, in this press release, it does mention him increasing attendance an awful lot. Like that's kind of his specialty. His thing is attendance growth. So that's the one reason why I'm like, I could see it being him because it's like Maybe. he kind of walks and goes like, okay, so we have all these issues and no one at all decide like, maybe we should address the fan base. Hmm. Like maybe we should yeah, get on that. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, I guess so. But also the way it was addressed is fascinating. It certainly is. So uh, there's, let's see, three, six, about nine or so points in here and we're going to go through each of them capitalized as if they're headlines which is interesting but different thing from your friend who is a little bit into grammar but uh, i will say at least they acknowledge that these were all challenges from last year and they got to change them i will give them credit there but uh first one lower ticket prices um do we have any thoughts on lower ticket prices keep in mind individual game sales have not happened yet Mm -hmm. there's only uh ticket plans and even then, it's not extensive ticket plans that have been listed. I will pull up the cost as per the Jackal website uh, while you give your thoughts on that. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, good. But also, it's one of those things, it's good, it's smart, but also they don't really get credit for it because do you get credit for lowering your price for something when there's no demand for it and massive supply? Like, that's how it works. You have a massive stadium and nobody goes like, I I don't want it to come out negative because there are some positives in this and lower prices on in general, there are a positive, but it's also, okay, we're not giving you a pat on the back there. My guy, like we're giving you a little head nod, like good call, but that's it. Like what? I don't know. It's, it is weird to me that, uh, they, they announced that like, I, I it makes sense, but it's also like, well, yeah, duh, you need to. Yeah. So sorry. That was sorry, way good. more negative than you meant it. <laughs> okay. So the ticket packages oh here, the pricing on them. Uh mm-hmm. you have one that's a silver sluggers package, fifty-five and up, as you can probably guess. Uh one ticket for each Tuesday and Wednesday game in the twenty twenty-four season, sixteen in total. Uh special reserved upper level section with minimum steps, an exclusive silver sluggers t shirt, baseball bingo at each game with prizes. Uh, cushion seat with back. Hmm. And that is $169. Nice. How many games is that? 16. All right. 10 bucks a game. Um, That's reasonable, but also, I don't know. It feels like they leaned into the old person thing a little little heavy there. How so? Oh, no, because baseball bingo, bingo is baseball bingo is good with the kids. I we used to do it in Wilmington and it did well, so okay. that's actually a pretty Fair. solid play. I'll defend baseball bingo. Okay, um, emphasize though yeah. that, that these seats have the cushion back and there's minimum steps, which I feel like is just good awareness on the like you don't have to walk very far. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'll give that there. Although that, you're right about that, they probably were getting the same complaints. Yeah, um, although I will say it's 55 like that old to call it a silver slugger thing like i kind of think like 60 and up but i usually think that about there too but i like think there's some sort of research there i mean hey um, if it, plus also you lower the age and it incentivizes more people 
Yeah, true. Um, I'm just looking. I'm comparing to other teams. Okay. I'm thinking, yeah, it's about comparable. Okay. I'm looking at Lancaster. So it's a, a dollar or two. Now, does it say where that seat is? I'm sorry. You might have missed it. Uh, it said upper reserve, I think. Upper reserve. Okay. Special so reserve looking, section, upper level. Upper level reserve. Okay. Um, interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure if we have so, a actual... I think it's probably comparable to what Lancaster's getting people paying right now. Okay. Which is but, interesting, though, to compare Lancaster, which has voted the best ballpark in minor league in indie ball time and time again, and has the Atlantic League champions there. Basically, Atlantic versus Frontier same. is interesting. Yeah, and but then again, cost of living difference, though. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. Because one's like five miles from New York. The other one yeah, is, you know, right. you know, Amish country. So then they also have a 10-game promo package. Uh, dates are kind of spread throughout the year. It gets all the major ones in there. Um, that 10-game package just has the games. That's $120, but it's for all the giveaway ones. So you have opening night, phone yeah. finger night, player t-shirt giveaway, Juneteenth, Marvel Black Panther, uh fireworks mini back giveaway for kids under 14 star war night lightsaber giveaway kids under 14 um fireworks slash negro league game uh, new york cuban jersey auction christmas in july with Passaic county sheriff's department then bobblehead giveaway and fan appreciation day in there uh most of those games look to be uh two in may three in june three in july two in august not bad. That's a good like ticket package to put together. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah twelve dollars a piece. There isn't bad either. So. Right. Yep. Uh, half game package, twenty four home games. Uh, after you purchase your ticket, ticket will call to get your game selection. That's two hundred and sixty five dollars. Mm-hmm. And then season tickets are hundred are four hundred and fifty. My mistake. You get all the games. It doesn't see a uh, if you get any other perks. That's about right. So we're sitting about ten bucks a game okay. on average. So price point wise, there that, that doesn't seem too bad. I will say, if that's their yep. lowered prices, that seems about fair. About right. Lancaster will run about twelve to thirteen for the same area of ticket, if I recall, maybe fourteen. So yeah, it's a couple bucks cheaper per game. Okay, so overall, that would seem to be a pretty good change. Sorry, that was just the one I picked. I picked. I don't know why. I think I had the browser up, so maybe it wasn't the fairest comparison. But we'll go from there. Any hills. Any case. So next one up, more parking available around the stadium. Doesn't exactly detail here, although I will say some of these they just give the general ones here. It does say in the open letter immediately before the bullet points to be entirely fair and transparent. It does tell you to watch for details over the next few weeks on each item, which again they capitalized every letter there in that statement. So I'm sure the grammar uh, police are gonna have a problem with that. Hey, just hey, it does they're gonna do multiple jobs, but either your marketing person, your communications person is gotta gotta have copywriting background, y'all. That is just a PSA to everybody. Gotta have a copywriting background somewhere. Continuing. That at the very least uh, understand the AP style guide. Yeah, I mean, okay. More Here's the thing, like you could Google it. You could Google like, should this be this way? Yes or no. Mm-hmm. Get Grammarly. You can do it for free. Um which is good when okay. you're on shoestring budget. Parking. Because yeah. I will get, don't get me on that rabbit hole. Um, More available I parking. Mean, 
Yeah. It's hard uh, without knowing the details. They have, I mean, I assume looking at what they've got going, if when you tell me more parking, I'm assuming that means they're going to have good use of, there's like a fireman's association hall across the street. Okay. There's the school across the way with limited parking, the parking garage, and then there's the parking behind the parking garage. I'm assuming it's access to all that stuff and then maybe something else in the local town. But like, is that not what they already had? I know the uh, they were going to talk about price in a second, but I'm like, yeah. I mean, I know way down the, like I don't know, like how much more could it be while it's still being convenient is my concern. But again, waiting for details to be fair. But I to be fair, but I'm also uh, it, it. I have I'm like now you didn't build anything. I don't know. Just yeah. just parking on the track. To try. If your car gets hit, then you win a free Pontiac Aztec. It's amazing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm trying to find out from the one review here. Uh, you find any information? Oh. Yeah, it appears that there wasn't any information online at the start of last year. So yeah, they definitely didn't want to uh, talk about too much. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people really? are just parking the around lots. the stadium, but. Uh, all right, here's what I got. Um, three official parking lots, one built into left field, so I guess the parking garage. Um, to do, I'm sorry, I just lost my spot again. Okay. There is limited street parking near the stadium and more further afoot, but be aware that although there is a good police presence during the game, Patterson's still a high crime city and petty slash grand auto theft is a risk. Dude, that is on Stadium Journey, who are notoriously kind to the areas around ballparks. Oh, and Mark's uh, a New Jersey native too, so he. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Jersey break a lot of the time too, so that's the thing. One, oh, there's a few blocks away, so we're not even looking at those. Like we're looking mostly at like other community lots. That's a choice. Um, well, thank God there was zero incidents of crime in the area during any Jackal game last year. Are we moving on to that? Are we skipping ahead to that? Hold uh, on, no, we'll get to that later. That's we'll tease that. We'll tease we'll, that we'll for the, twenty minutes from now. They also uh, lowered the parking costs. Yeah, that's the next point here, which I think kind of goes hand in hand here. Parking goes from fifteen dollars to between three and seven. That kind of tells me what they were charging before. That was like a couple hundred spaces that were available are now going to be like seven dollars, and then further away parking that additional parking they're adding is probably going to be more like the three dollar parking. Because it was fifteen and ten before, if I recall. The further stuff was ten. Okay, so that'll probably get knocked down to. Uh, so probably new parking probably will be three. The old ten dollar parking probably goes to five, and then uh, probably seven for the old fifteen. Hmm. It, it does. I don't know. You need a shuttle. The, I have so many thoughts. Okay, shuttle sounds crazy, but it it isn't crazy when you remember this whole deal is you and the school district. Yeah, you can just use. I was gonna say the school bus. Is your like, relationship with them so bad that you can't only not play on high school football nights, but you also can't get a bus on home games for 40 dates? Like, drives me crazy. I don't know. Dates. That's a weird situation. 48 right. dates. After um, those eight days, you can't lose those. But Unless they like, have to play some home games in Sussex. Different conversation. Um, yeah. I, I Okay, hold on. Let's not get distracted. It yeah. is good. Good. We've talked about it already. There has to be a solution to the parking price situation. It's not because, not let's be honest, a cool ten dollar tickets, but it's a fifteen dollar ticket on average with parking. Um, 
But with parking, most other ballparks, it was twenty five yeah, to thirty just to get in. Um, the so fifty dollars off the bat, cheap to go see the Mets. Right. So that is good. That is a huge win. I most you're competing with free for the most part. And now with the parking price added, you are looking at just about what any other ballpark would cost. And again, you're trying to convince people to come to yours. It is tough, but it is a right move. And I would still encourage them. I would really encourage them to look into, I know you're talking about giveaways, but also think about getting sponsors for the parking and keep knocking away that price. Maybe that's how they did it already. That We might find that out, but I just... Even if you were to do oh, it like this, where you pick sponsored parking for nights that don't have the giveaway. Yeah. If you do it like that and then you charge for the giveaway night because those are going to be high demand nights, you can justify that as like it's congestion pricing, which is something I'm sure everyone in the tri state's tired of hearing about, but that's still an option there. Which the only thing I could think of just to go circle back to the school bus point a decent amount of school districts, at least in northern New Jersey, use a third party company. So if Patterson's using a third party contract, then mm-hmm. that's a whole different situation. If now I would assume that a district as large as Patterson would have their own buses, at least a, some supply of them. But that could be the situation where it's just instead of maintaining a fleet, it's cheaper just to pay an annual contract. Yes. Um yeah, that, we'll go down the rabbit hole too much, and, and I don't think that's worth discussing because we don't know the logistics, but yeah. I, I think it is a good move. I'm worried about the locations. I'm worried about the, is it a big enough difference when, honestly, free parking is kind of unusual, but if you're frequently in the city or in Patterson, you're used to paying for parking, so it's less of a big deal, and I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say... Um, yeah. I'm the one thing I'm looking at on the sponsor side is if you were to get a sponsor to pay the seven dollars for what was like 150 parking spaces or something like that. Yeah, that's like what, like a thousand bucks. Like a lot of sponsors, it's tough because they want to do something, but like signs are expensive, big promo nights and giveaways are kind of run up fast too. But like a thousand bucks is not that bad to get your name and information advertised in the ballpark a little bit and hand it out on something to everybody who goes and they take it home with them. Not a bad look, but neither here nor there. The thing is, too, like, I'm not sure what the any sort of suite or club area is like down there, but if you could yeah. go ahead and do a conjunction partnership, you get the parking and the club sponsorship, too. That could be a thing. Yeah. Anywho. Next up, uh, addition of cushioned seats with backs. That was something that we mentioned in the Silver Slugger section there. Um, the fact you had seats without backs is kind of a, like, again, it's it designed to be a high school thing, but like, how many people want to go sit on a metal stadium bench? Yeah, it's tough, dude. Uh, it's yeah. tough. It's good that they got rid of that. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, like uh, at a, uh, especially at a baseball game where things can go long, that's got to eat your ass mm-hmm. real sore and make your back ache. Back, dude. I guess my back hurts just thinking about it, but I'm old. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, no notes. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. I'd like to. Yeah, good right, job. Let's see. I'm, Applaud you hey, for that. Here's, here's the, the, the sort of caveat on that. Not surprised if this is just for like certain seats or for like the nicer yeah, seats. I think there's it's just a section. There's going to be an upcharge. Yeah. yeah. So, anyhow, which people might be fine with it. Oh, yeah. And no, I was going to be extra for the open for the back. Anywho. But, yeah. Uh, As we the Negro League Museum will be open before the start of the season. That's a huge plus. You can go back to having yeah. a kind of quasi Yogi Bear effect there. 
I would say I would like that stadium, if not open during the game, certainly before and after the game, it has to be open. Yeah, yeah. And again, good, happy about it. Also, should be. Yeah. So, yeah. like, it's a good job, but also not a pat on the back. Yes. <laughs> this is the, you need to do that. Yeah. Like, congrats. You finally cleaned your room. Good job. But, well played. Uh, more food choices in the stadium. That is something that was in the review. I remember seeing uh, there wasn't right. many options there. So, that's mm-hmm. again another positive there. Yeah. And I, that had to be done. And, I know that it's not an easy thing. There's always contracts with, in a normal ballpark, there's the contract with your main concession provider. So like an Aramark or there's like a, it's blue something like blue plate or something like that. Um, those, and those are difficult to work around and you got to get their approval for other vendors you bring in very often. And it, whether it's a temporary vendor or a permanent vendor or we, all those different things. And are they serving something similar? What well, we have, yada, yada. There's all sorts of, different details in the contracts it's not easy so that's good i'm looking forward to more info they seem to have a good relationship with local vendors because they had food trucks i think throughout yeah. the year yeah it was food trucks yeah. hopefully hopefully it's more of that we'll see so this does deserve a hey go work on that one uh true yeah that one's not easy and that is also keep in mind the vendor involved is probably also somehow tied through with the school district and if it is anything with a permanent stand, which it probably isn't, but it still probably needs some sort of sign off from the district. And that's another can of worms. So this is a genuine, like, Hey, that's, that's a good job done there. Yeah. I just hope they keep it to more appealing to like uh, a Latin scene. Cause as we mentioned in the past, they go hard on the Negro league scene and really trying to get more of a, a black influence there, but they really don't draw much for a Latino scene, which is where the main demographic of Patterson is shifting. So you would think you'd want to get more of that influence there if you're really truly wanting to build the community that exists there. So I would hope they go for more local, smaller restaurants, especially more of the Latin scene. I was going to mention this later when pointing yeah. out there's still a lot of work to do here. Hmm. They don't have a manager still. Hmm. If they are going outside the organization for a manager, they should get someone bilingual. Oh, absolutely. It just feels like a no-brainer to me. I yeah. mean, it, yeah. it, it just gets somebody who's comfortable speaking, uh, working English and Spanish, it can be a face of the organization. Maybe it requires being paid a little bit more than they might have, but like, you need a face. It's tough to get that in indie ball, tough to get a guy, especially someone who can speak English and Spanish, like comfortable. A manager who can do that for you would be, I think, well worth it. Does Santiago Chirino make sense? Hmm. Also, all because uh, hmm. he was yeah, jackal for a little bit there. He knows the frontier. Has league. some recognition with those fans who are in other areas that no longer go to games in Patterson. Exactly. I mean, like hmm. he's, uh, his body of work obviously speaks volumes. I'm sure he's bilingual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I believe is he Dominican or Puerto Rican? Oh, I remember this. Venezuelan. Yeah, Venezuelan. My mistake. My mistake. My mistake. 32, so Hold he's on. still young enough where you could be a player yeah. manager if you really want to because he played for Lake Erie last year, only 29 games. But, you know. Yeah, but I mean, hey, there's value there. Exactly. Two and a half but years he in New Jersey. Up a veteran spot. That's a complication. Um, true, true, true. That's right. You know, not yeah, the different rules. They'll get you. Mm, um, true, 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 true. 
Right. Okay. I was around the Venezuelan thing. I got to be honest, every Torino I know is Venezuelan. And I was like, is that an assumption? But yeah, no, I think that checks. I think I, every Torino I've ever heard of, at least on the baseball side, has been Venezuelan. Yeah, either way, though, I mean, it, it kind of it kind of feels like that could be a decent option, right? Yeah, like I don't, I feel like I could talk myself into it if I really want to. Once we do that coaching carousel uh, episode in like a week or two, from I now, can. Twenty twenty three had zero incidents of crime in the all area caps, of Hinchcliffe Stadium during any any in all caps jackals game. The area is proven to be safe to watch a ball game with your family. I feel like this one, because they do capitalize the first letter of every word again, I feel like they're doing that when they really want to draw your attention to it, even if it is not grammatically correct. Sure. Hmm. I have so many Where do we begin? One, okay. Like, As somebody... Yeah, you can start it if you would like, or whatever. That's fine. Do it up. A fact you have to throw the caveat of during any game speaks a lot to me. So you're still acknowledging the area isn't safe, generally. And any area of does not specify. Yeah, what are we defining as the area? We're talking like the immediate vicinity of the ballpark? Are we talking a block over, two blocks over, three blocks over? What, What are we defining as the area around the ballpark? Likewise, are we saying between the hours of like seven and nine, there wasn't any? Are we talking like from first pitch to last pitch? And like, still, it, it part of the reason why you didn't have a crime incident is probably because you beefed up the police presence in the area. And Which the mayor counts. of Patterson, yeah. And it's like the mayor of Patterson also was really putting a lot of stock in this. So, of course, he's going to divert resources to that general area during the game. Like, the point is still Patterson has its problems and as long as those problems exist you're going to have the reputation and like sure the immediate area is fine but like if I can't park in that immediate area that doesn't help me at all A B how long until we got to divert resources to other areas and C it's still not a great area. If you're trying to do this whole, like, interact with the community in the general area, people that are coming in for the game that want to do that are not going to feel safe doing that before or after the game. It There's still issues there that form. Mm-hmm. And it just it feels like the way it's worded, it's worded very specifically. I, I just, I got some doubts on that one. I, I got two things here i'm 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 going to kind of go both sides on this real quick so i'm, I'm warning people in advance it's going to be like well he just took both sides on that um damn fence setters it, it okay here's what i got there and and we're going to go back it's going to be a ride so so go with me okay. i there is not a crime map that i can find anywhere of reports where there is patterson is not classified in like the most bad end of the measurement scale when it comes to crime and violent crime you're not finding it now and that includes the area around the stadium like we got a color coded here down to the block like this is yeah that's what we're looking at here 
Now, I will say the recent reporting shows too that the crime rate in Patterson is way down and there's some details there. So um, it said that it's down to a five-year low. It went way down. Um, it, typically there's a spike in activity. This is specifically Memorial Day, Labor Day last year too. So baseball season. Murders down 60%, robberies down 38%, um, all crime down 41%, aggravated assault down by 10%. Um, people said it's a lot of cops on the street. Now that's because the Patterson Police Department was taken over by the state last year because they're yeah. such a garbage fire. Um, Same thing happened in Camden. So, yeah, so there you go. Which in fairness, now, Camden at, at the Camden Police Department has done a pretty good turnaround in fairness. Well, yeah, there you go. So that's a good thing um, yeah. and it's possible. Um, so the it took it will that follow through continue i like think it will um now even in the article about this though which is crazy on this they were talking about quote residents are glad to see the drop in violent crime but many told cbs new york quality of life issues there are worse than ever including but not limited to rampant drug use in public so it is still not exactly the you know the best for bringing bringing your family out to a ball game in addition i will say i measured it we're sitting 1500 feet from the edge of the ballpark there was a shooting on christmas so look when you start butter knifing statistics so that it's zero instance of crime which they mean reported crime in the area of hinchcliffe and they don't say what the area is during not before or after the games during the games specifically jackals games not talking about any other event the ballpark the area is proven safe to watch a ball game which is also specifically watching a ball game not about going and doing anything else in the area you're gonna get people who are still like cool. i don't know that that is convincing anybody what is convincing people though is you know probably the article is about the crime rate dropping and about the increased police presence doing a good job and if i'm if I'm the Jackals and I'm trying to get this moving, I would be doing anything I can when it comes to shaking hands and making deals and whatever. If I'm doing a deal with a local news station, I'm doing a deal where they're going to run like every month a story about how the crime rate's decreasing and how much safer things are. That's how you get that done. Is that morally good for news? Nobody asked me to run the news station. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But what I'm telling you is, if you have a connection to your news station, it works as evidenced by how no one in Gastonia wanted to report that the team was obviously falling apart until they were forced to do so. I will say one thing about that, though, is Patterson's going to be covered by all the New York stations, so they don't really. Gross. Um, so and then lastly, the better communication with our fans and local community. Yeah, that does. Oh, matter. hold on. No, no, hold on. Any more thoughts on the crime thing? All right. So I think that uh, covers the policing bit. There's one last point here, which is your standard. Better communication with our fans and local community. So, and, which was crazy. That's the last bullet point because in the order of things, directly under that, you can see the comments where they immediately start arguing with their fans, which is a fascinating tact. It's a move. I understand being frustrated. I understand being tired of the same things, but this is something we've seen before with that ownership of being pretty combative with fans and pretty defensive about some honestly valid criticisms in many instances i'm like i don't know man i don't know it first of all don't let your owner or somebody who's too close with your owner run your social media I'll tell you that much because it's a bad look 
And that's speaking from somebody who I've literally seen Andy Shea be like, this is Andy Shea, owner, <laughs> and then get somebody for something. Man, and, that's uh, just an oddly aggressive Facebook post. It is really aggressive. And I mean, some of the comments. Did you have any favorites? Uh, I didn't really see any. Too I have to go back to the uh, actual thing. Cause I'm looking at the letter on the Frontier League site. So um, I got to pull that up real quick. But looking on the uh, Twitter page here, love the direction you're going to make the best out of a tough situation. But you don't need to capitalize every word in the list. That's, that's so great. funny. I missed that one. Yeah, that's the top one. Uh, that's great news. You're going to make the seating more comfortable. It literally says it. Hire Wally Backman as manager. I don't think that's a good decision. Wally, you don't want to put Wally in that way. Yeah, I think that's a poor life decision there. Great statement vision. You may have a new supporter of me. How are your? How are the hot dogs? I do like that this one dude reviews stadium hot dogs. This could be a guy after your own heart. That was me. I think have I shown you? I had something. Stadium I, dogs hot dog reviews. If you go, if on my personal account, I have Jack and I went to a ton of games the one year in twenty twenty one. I think it was or twenty nineteen. Uh-huh. I think it was, and literally went to a ton of games. And then, like at the end of the year, had like a legit ranking of hot dogs. And like we took a selfie at every park. Jackie made like got like a blanket printed with all the selfies on it, and included was the ranking of hot dogs. I love that for anyway. That's actually amazing. So, moving along, though, I have seen some wild ones. The, the Facebook ones are not as bad as you would think, honestly. Like, that was kind of surprising to me. Um, I oh, mean, the cool. comments on Instagram. The Instagram comments were chippier than Facebook, which is kind of unusual, I think. Kind of. At the same point in time here, this is also... I feel like Instagram's gotten a lot more, like, no chill. Also Twitter. It's gotten Twitter-ish. That's what I mean to say. Okay, on Facebook, you got the they got some support. Honestly, first few ones are support. Um, the it's like it's just the aggressive tone of responses is what's confusing. Like, there's a way to go about this. I understand it's been a trying year. I understand it takes patience, but guess what? You're a brand. Impatient responses to people will guarantee they're not going to show up. Like, if you are trying to make someone look bad or dumb in a in a reply, they don't want to show up to this. They have other options. They, I don't understand why someone would say a complaint, especially one with some knowledge, by the way, like talking about parking, like then they get a bad response. And it's like, bro, like they've, there's someone, if you can, if they say parking's a problem and they say, so here's a solution on parking, I think you're going to like it. Uh, let help, let us know what else you're thinking. We'll, we'd love to continue to uh, improve the experience. That's someone who will probably come back because you just said, come see what it's like now. Yeah. Meanwhile, instead of just responding uh, about the price for parking and how it was free at Montclair State, they the Jackals just go, and to help make up for that, ticket prices are lower than at Yogi. The Jackals will make $0 from parking. We're not saying you're making money for that. We're not saying you made money for parking. We're saying you obviously have some sort of ability to reduce the parking price. You've done so. You should continue to work for that because that is the standard that was that became the standard before Sure, Montclair made the ju- judgment that you could no longer be there and the ch- standard had changed, but don't act like the Jackals weren't responsible as well for what happened in Montclair State. Oh, yeah. no, they, I, and- I'm so tired of that. That is the most tired narrative in this whole thing. And I'm getting, I'm, oh, dude, I'm close to chirping it. I'm, I'm, if I see it one more time, I think I'm doing it. So everybody watch. But um, yeah. 
it, I'm so tired of the, well, it wasn't our choice to leave. Well, you were also the organization who couldn't follow what was agreed upon. But Ryan, so, you don't understand. It's not our ballpark. Why should we have to put money into the thing that's not our ballpark? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's, it, it's so bizarre, man. Um, and this is from a guy who I got to say, okay, there's two things that are interesting here. He does have the vibe of somebody who's very much, he's drawn his political affiliations. Uh, maybe yeah. not actually. Seton Hall guy. I don't know. But he yeah, is indicated as a much. top fan of the Jackals, which means he's interacting with posts more than anybody else. Yeah. And he replied and he replied with bottom line, most fans are afraid to watch a ball game in Patterson, and it's gonna be hard to get in their heads and change their minds. Not wrong. He follows up with don't pee on my head and tell me it's raining, crime in Patterson is real. That's a fair point, by the way. And that's why I my thing was you could have said we are continuing to work with the city to create a safe environment and given the crime stats and how it's going in the right direction. Instead, they said it's perfectly safe and tried to create a picture that we just know isn't accurate. And instead, how do they respond to him then is, so will you not go to the Bronx to see a Yankee game? That is your choice. However, we hope to see you as the season unfolds and we have another season with no incidents in all caps at Hinchcliffe Stadium. Yo, shut up and get a clue, dude. Like, and I look at this, I'm like, there's a GM. Okay, now we're on a rant. I get it. I'm sorry. There's no, a GM the right it's worthwhile. Who, who must have some sort of say in the social media situation. And is it bothering me a little bit? Because I get a little frustrated when the baseball side takes a hit because you're inept on the business side. Yes. Am I a little frustrated because PJ was told he wasn't going to get paid the same and he was going to take a, a solid financial hit? PJ Phillips, and instead they were investing in the GM position, I guess. Um, yeah, it's annoying, especially it's now we're watching this thing. It's frustrating because now we've lost another quality indie ball team, it looks like for the time being. It's just going to be another one of those teams who's run the mill and a mess on the front office side. It just, uh, it's, it's so, it's insulting and it's making indie ball look bad. I'm backing off it because I'm going to end up on another rant. I'm not going to do that. Good. Now, those are Facebook. And by the way, Facebook was pretty positive. I mean, the big response was, caught my eye, was the one guy was, go back to Montclair, went to one game Patterson, never again, you lost a fan. Here's the thing. You already know he was willing to go to Patterson once. He'll go again if you can respond to this in an intelligent way, DM him and give him free tickets. That's how you handle this like an adult. They said, I will respond to this month. Um, I'll respond to this months as the move happened over a year ago weird uh good grammar and now that there are two in all caps college teams playing yogi oh not this is an instagram turn. comment too this one was instagram we okay. also are very proud to be playing in the historic hinchcliffe stadium all capital all other issues have been addressed by the team that have been asked by, for by the fans both to college and the jackals made decisions to move all caps forward and we hope the fans can as well. We will continue to work hard to make the fan experience even better. We know this is not a decision liked by all fans, but from this point forward, we'll build new fun, excitement, and a new culture. I hope you will join us. Not a bad end, but what are we doing here? But the next person, different person, responds with a great question. All other issues have been addressed? <laughs> like, they have not been. We even, anyway. That's laughable. Are you replacing the bleachers I, with seats? Are you moving the seats closer I, to the field? Are you adding more concession stands? Are you training the staff to be sensitive to your ADA visitors? Apparently, I didn't know oh, they weren't sensitive I've to the ADA that people. One. That's actually a major I've issue. I've heard about that one. That was also oh, yeah. along the lines when opening night people had to go. Th there was somebody 
needing ADA access who like had to go through like a women's bathroom or something to get, get into the stadium. Yeah, dude. That's a problem. Yeah, it was that, like an that sounds like a lawsuit, to be quite honest with you. But yeah, I'm uh, are you shocked. adding areas to yeah. get out of the sun? Are you making ice cream cheaper than beer? What? Mm. what? Beer's cheaper than ice cream? Oh, that sounds like a problem. Roast. Yeah. Feels like how you got kicked out of Montclair. Yeah. Yeah. Are you making it easier to reserve parking? The problem isn't the location, it's how the facility operates. Some by choice, some by design. Out of all the Frontier League options, the Jackals went from my favorite team to my least favorite. And what is completely shocking and excusable is it's the same ownership that is doing so many things right at Skylines. I'd rather go to the Miners or the Boulders where it feels like baseball and you can engage and interact with the team. The Jacks are why my kids love baseball, but now they much rather hang out with Herbie at Skylands now. That's a that is the type of response that should be handled with tact because it is obviously someone who would be willing to come see it and has been willing to see it and will travel to go see it elsewhere. Oh yeah, and it looks like just because his profile is unlocked, by the way, you could see he apparently goes to a decent amount of Seton Hall and Devil Games, so he's willing to go to Newark. So the urban area is not the problem. Yeah, man. It, it's just, it's it's weird and frustrating and disappointing. Yeah, it, it is okay to have a bad situation or a bad aspect as long as you can handle it in a way that is appropriate and shows value. It, this is ridiculous and, and is habitually so. I mean, we're at a year of terrible handling of fans at this point. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, Literally I, handling, it takes no effort to just handle something well. It, like person to person. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not even talking about go fix this, go fix that. Irrelevant. If this thing was a disaster and nothing was improved, but they handled it like champs the entire time, there is a possibility they could swing it by just being like kitschy and weird and leaning in. Like it's possible. Uh, but uh, I don't know, man. I find another reply here is kind of good. One guy's like, I think tickets fails spoke for themselves last season. Stadium was not ready for opening day and couldn't even accommodate the Jacksonville playoffs. And then the response is, all of those have been addressed and we are ready for the 2024 season with many improvements. So you're telling me they'll be available for the playoffs because that's not the deal you have. So then not all of what he said was addressed. That's just tacky. So. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Like, we'll see. Owner, it's that's, that's just not what you want to uh, no. to have. You don't want a proactive owner. You want something that's just going to give you the money and let you do your thing. So many how people. to put the best owners know how know how to, to hire the right people properly and put the money where it needs to be. Hmm. Uh, once again, Kylie Kelsey showing up in my mutual friends is always a, a funny thing. I forget about until I'm on Facebook. Anyway, yeah, I. Sh- I feel like, while kind of unrelated, I feel like the best kind of ownership here is the one that, or at least the best that you can really hope for, is in April, they give you your budget for the year and say, this is what you have to work with, do what you will, and then leaves you alone. Maybe checks mm-hmm. in a couple times, be like, where are we at? Okay. And then that's that. Yeah. Um and then not being and resisting the urge to make moves based on reaction and not based on actual knowledge of how things work on the ground. Mm. Um, that's the thing. You cannot worry about the big picture issues an owner has to worry about the city politics 
the the other back and forth, the money shuffling, whatever, and also the day to day stuff. It's extremely rare. Um, and most, even the people who appear to do it mostly are just the ones who are good at delegating so that I always say the, the Savannah bananas guy, he's known for being in with the people. You're like, Oh, he's so hands-on. Is he, he basically orchestrates the big picture of things on the field side and on the ballpark side, gets people in place to go do it. And he walks around and says, hello, that because he has delegated appropriately. That's what gets me. Um, oh, always got even better. You just got to record uh, Instagram videos. My guy. I've mentioned a lot. I'm a huge Chuck Domino fan. Yeah. And if you went to a game in Charleston recently, you've probably seen Chuck Domino. And he's not an owner, but he is. he's essentially run, GM running the show over there. He's basically uh, an at least. Right. He had been until this past year. Uh, and, but he would be there. And, and like he would be doing any number of things based on what was needed. But when there wasn't like something needing to be done, he would be usually on the concourse just sort of viewing so that he at least had a feel. And then yeah, he smooth. was very good. He was noted for being good at delegating. Sometimes, I mean, he's he can be at times overbearing. I know that much. But in, the, in that way, it is understanding that you can't do everything and it's being able to take it in. I don't know. That it just that we I don't want to harp on it, whatever. But we already have talked on it long enough. But it is, mm, yeah, it's disappointing. I, I'll point out again, you know, chirping at fans, not a good vibe. Maybe folks on getting a damn manager. And I was gonna, I just want to point one other thing out here. Mm -hmm. A lot of these replies are as though people read the statement, but in none of the posts they actually have the statement there. They have links to the statement. Nope. But I feel like they should know by now that on the internet you can't expect people to click the link read the mm -hmm. article and then come back to comment yeah, right? like, right. yeah. like it wouldn't have taken that much time here to go into illustrator real quick throw together a quick background and throwing the words in your statement up onto like three different pictures and posted that this is three slides this yeah. is one is the entry with a few lines there the yeah. bullet points is number two the out is number three you can drop contact info on four slide if you would like yeah. uh facebook honestly, you can put it all in one shot yeah like honestly i just leave the contact information on the bottom of slide three instead of yeah. the way they have it organized in the actual article just one line on the bottom done yeah dude yeah but anywho we beat up on them enough there's probably hopefully some good people who get it in that front yeah. office can't imagine how frustrating it is though so you think if i call john hunt we'll come on the show Honestly, I'm close to just reaching out and being like, hey, man, what's up? You want to hop on this the program? Out. I some There is a multiple front offices who will be able to vouch for the fact that I am not afraid of reaching out <laughs> and being like, let's talk about it, dude. Like, I don't I just, like, want to. I really I don't want to talk to. shit and shake hands. Like, let's talk about it. Like, I'd love to hear logic on what's going on here and like banter about right or wrong on it. Like, what should be going on? What's going on? But you know not many people take you up on that that's fine that's probably that is i'm the software at least to be like that is a me thing i get that yeah right so then that kind of wraps up the uh news bit we do have a a note of of sadder news uh the minor broadcaster and a guy that i call a friend of the show as we had him on in the past uh, brett luther has passed away unfortunately so uh heart goes out to him and his family really one of the really nice nicer guys in the game and 
I mean, we've seen a pretty much all week just kind of memorials and tributes pouring in. And I mean, I really enjoyed talking to him and having him on the show. And he's always insightful, always has something to do where if something was happening and you just shoot him a text, you know, you'd get a response and you have a good conversation with him back and forth. And like I said, just overall, really nice guy, really good at his craft. But I mean, that's not really what's important, how good you are at your job. It's more of the kind of person you are that matters. So whenever things like this happen, that's really what you want to focus on. And, you know, I just kind of feel for him, especially on account of him having two younger kids. I mean, that got to be mm. just devastating on that end. So um, that heart goes out to his family there. And, you know, it's a, uh, it's a tough situation, difficult situation overall. So, yeah, I didn't have the privilege of having similar interactions. I mean, I, I hadn't been covering the Frontier League that long, but it was noteworthy when he won. He won, was a broadcaster of the year, I think, this yep. year. Yep, just past uh, year. And, and like typically, somebody who's like, you know, battling an illness and they win something like that, you know, there's the usual, like, oh, well deserved, like, yeah, good, good, good guy type of thing. I was yeah. struck by how many of the comments were like specifically and like the reposts were like, this guy like he this and this like he's great dude and great at his job like he is like a hundred percent type of guy and um, oh, yeah. yeah man world needs more of them it's, it sucks man that's yeah. the understatement of the century yep uh, just a swiss army knife of a guy too he did a lot of uh the more sussex sports which i think rebranded like garden state sports now but he would oh yeah everything okay. like from hockey to he did golf he did pretty much every sport and you always had the same kind of like passion in it even if it was a sport where you know it wasn't as uh familiar with the actual sport it still was uh you know very on the ball especially like honestly the hockey like doing high school hockey is extremely difficult to call that yeah it's a grind you don't you don't have Trying the names you don't know the players the numbers yeah yeah and especially because the, the vantage point <laughs> oh trust me and i saw a lot of uh my alma mater's high school's hockey there. And I was just like, oh, this is some brutal mm -hmm. stuff here. And the fact yeah. is, able to make that entertaining and more than just entertaining, but actual like palatable and enjoyable to watch yeah. really speaks volumes there. So, uh, truly a, a loss there. So, yeah. Um, that were in, that were way to end the show, but it, it felt kind of more faint to throw it there. You know, I'm, I'm half tempted to just throw the, uh, the Figaro walk off call, which I feel like is the magnum opus call like that is the one that is like every broadcaster has their call that's kind of his call for that one so yeah after that um do we have uh anything else left to toss on this week's show or have I've we got, I can, I can take three minutes for the stat nerd corner real quick okay i got well, it you go ahead i'm not gonna go i'm not corner. gonna go long on it but okay. I, I, for those needing some on-field baseball talk, I got you. Um, I got two things here I've got, and I'm going to go through quick, and maybe you and I will go a little more in-depth on it. But this is the quick one, which is I've got the league equivalencies for the year. Uh, so league equivalencies are like what is each league related to one another talent-wise. And, and it's a general one. There's It varies from pitchers to hitters. But um, the – there's not really a big movement in anything and there might be a little more movement as the offseason goes on and more numbers come through but for now it seems like we're settled in on this um the um we'll start with so it's on a called a zero to one scale or no it's easier to get one to 100 scale so 100 being mlb everyone else down from there um for reference like Triple A leagues are sitting about an 86 underneath that MLB number 100. 
Um, so we'll, we can go more in depth on this another time, but everyone's curious. Atlantic League is looking to come out at an 81, which is a point lower than last year. Uh, they were an 82. American Association is at a 79. Really, it's a 79 and a half. They're about a point and a half lower than they were last year, which is interesting to see. Um, Frontier League sits at 76, which is, I think, two, one or two points lower than it was last year. And Pioneer League's at 68, which is holding strong from last year, which is pretty good for a league that's so new. Um, and how you get that is mostly from running the numbers between guys who have recently gone from one league to another, uh, whether it's, you know, indie leagues or whether it's, you know, affiliated leagues. And it all kind of scales together and works together. Uh, you, when you compare the stats and see what the drop-off is or the increases between league to league. So if you're curious what it's looking like, it is AOPB and then a, a bit of a, a small gap and then the American and Frontier, the Pioneer League. And of course, there's a dog barking in the background. And where's the Pecos League? Pecos League is a 53, which is just now for the first time behind the Dutch Major League. I, I gotta ask, who's the lowest? Um of the pro leagues. Yes. Right now it's uh actually the Dominican Summer League, which is really underwhelmed. Um and then the next one, if we're talking like actual pro leagues, it's the Italian series A one. It's a forty seven. Oh. Italian league. It's tough. There's just no consistent they have a million teams seemingly, and there's like no consistencies you, know, you always have a team that will play like 40 something games and lose three and one team they'll win two it's like weird all right then big fan of the dutch major uh, the dutch league by the way it's coming up on the up and up dude get your clogs out or whatever i don't know Danishes. Get clogs get ready to get some tulips Right. Oh, and then the other one, I'll just tease this one, we'll pick it up another time, is I've been working in a bit of an equation for a, a, a indie ball team suffer index, which is basically if you're a fan of an indie ball team, how much have you suffered during the team's existence based on the team failing to get good results on the field? Um, so we'll maybe we'll pick that apart one of these days and see how it goes, get a feel for whether uh, the equation seems about right or whether it needs some fine-tuning. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you one pop quiz to guess. I've done the American Association, the Atlantic League. Which team's fan base has suffered the least and, in fact, had the best run? What do you think? And we'll wrap it. I feel like Kansas City or Winnipeg have a case, but Long Island just is too obvious to not take, but I feel like it's a trap. So I put it on a 100 scale. So if you're 100 and this one is average, so below it is you've suffered the most. Above it is you've suffered the least. Uh, the least suffering fan base is Kansas City with a yeah, so well over there, like over 200. It's gone so well. And it, but on the Atlantic League side, by a, a significant margin of the active teams, you're right, Long Island. They're at like a 208. Well, who's the worst? Uh, out of the active teams right now, it's the Dockhounds because they've only had two years and it's been pretty brutal. Oh, oh wow. the improvement is noted. That okay, like definitely of, this year. but like of legit teams, like teams that long have time out. teams. Uh, let me see what I got here. It's gotta be like Southern uh, Cleveland, Maryland. Cleveland's a little rough. They're at like a fifty-seven, yeah. which is pretty suffering. Um, now Southern Maryland's interesting because while they're not winning, they consistently put together winning teams. So like it, it took into account worse. winning and also like winning like actual divisions and championships and whatever else, and they like win their divisions with some consistency and they're like 
good. Like they very rarely have an off, like a below 500, badly below 500. See, yet. I feel like though, like there should be some sort of plateauing penalty in that though. There is a bit of one, and maybe I'll have to bump it up. We can just, we'll maybe we'll discuss that a little bit more, and then we can also hear from some fans of like we have suffered more than that. I actually would love to hear that. Um, I mean, yeah, so, so, keep in mind too, Southern Maryland fans got to suffer more because they get they only get shitty photographs too. Okay. Well, on that note, we should call it a day. Not starting that. Not you got starting any that sort of flags to do? Oh, uh, because yeah, rumor I mean, has you're just a hack, so you know, hack. Um, updating the transaction sheets finally that I've been like way behind and it's taken a while to catch up but if you've been following along I got the transaction sheets pinned on my Twitter and whatever all the offseason ones so it's going to be a long night tonight but we're getting caught up on a couple um, if you want to go at Indie Ball Nation Twitter at Indie Ball Nation YouTube uh, keep an eye on that stuff on Instagram too uh, but I was also going to shout out last thing Steve Schuster on Twitter at Growcasting he's got it linked on his he has this awesome new app site thing you can go to i just now looked at it don't get i'm not going to talk too much about details because i'm learning them right now but it is awesome it is like a, a the OG analytics dude like atlantic league like deep dive stats on like everything it's awesome dude, go check it had, out it's he had it a northern has, league like, history page at one point dude yeah it's awesome i love that i love yeah, him former winnipeg so broadcaster i think he wound up going to work for the mets if i'm not mistaken right and he's still on the indie ball grind i love that so at grow casting one word uh go check it out i hate to put this into existence here but i feel like if you jack kelly and steve all did one show first off that's way above my pay grade and it would really get bad if we just stare and like uh-huh yeah they're, they're saying just, words and numbers. I know the numbers. I don't know what the hell they mean, but yeah. Like, just zoning out. He's, oh, yeah, it would be bad. It would be worse than what just happened. Like, it would be really bad. Just like, what? what? I'm sorry, you said something here. And, like, I would try to comment, and I'd just be like, yeah, he's got a, I like his batting average. And just the scowls from across the Google Meet, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to shut up now. Yeah, love the RBI. I mean, like, my God. I, I understand this dude. His FIP is great, but like he's got a losing record. Oh my God. Okay. At Indie Ball Pod on Twitter, uh, Indie Ball Report, everywhere else. Going to start actually posting content soon. I think I'm going to do a lot because I kept track in this fancy book I got right here of everyone that got signed from the past calendar year. So I'm going to try to put together some sort of fancy looking chart with that. So. I got some other stuff I got to put in there because I didn't write in the December ones, but yeah, I got to put all those in. And then, uh, Text me about that. I might, like literally after the show, I might yeah. not respond right away because we're having dinner, but yeah. I'm working on the same thing, so let's not double work. We don't have to. Okay, awesome. Okay, so I think all that's right. just about it. So until, uh, I guess until next time, don't forget to play ball. Syriaco to keep the game alive for the Miners. Syriaco two for four with a pair of singles, a pop out and a fly out. First pitch, low and away for a ball, one and up. Five three, Capitals, bottom of the ninth. 
Here's the set by Bayless, the 1-0. Hit through the hole on the left side for a base hit. And it brings up Danny Mateo. Mateo, one for four. Fly it out, ground it out twice, and hit an RBI single. Mateo takes a breath and steps in. Bayless leans in for a sign. Now he's got it. And the first pitch taken high for a ball, 1 0. Five, three, Capitals, bottom of the ninth with two outs. And a 1 0 count to Daniel Mateo. The set by Bayless, the 1 0 pitch. Hit to the right side, White smothers it and can't make the play. It's an infield single for Mateo. White ranged all the way to his left. He smothered the baseball but couldn't corral it. And now it's Martin Figueroa. Figueroa, three for four. He singled twice, hit a solo home run, and flied out. He scored two runs, and he's knocked home himself the one run. Crowd is standing in some parts here. Set by Bayless. And the first pitch. High fly, deep right field, up the wall. Fighters are the 2018 Can-Am League champions. Martin Figueroa, a walk-off three-run home run. He rounds third base, gets the high five. Wrap it up, the Miners are the Can-Am champions. 